Welcome to Invested in Wellness, a Fidelity Investments Canada podcast. I'm Jesse Serafian. Join us for part one of our Happy Belly series. Today, we are joined by April Cockshut, clinical herbalist and certified nutritional practitioner for an engaging discussion on mindful eating and optimal digestion. Discover practical and simple techniques to cultivate mindful eating habits and nourish your digestive system. Don't miss out on this insightful session to enhance your body by feeling balanced and lighter and getting that belly happy. April is co-owner of Zen and Tonic, a wellness clinic in Toronto, offering a range of services in holistic healing. This podcast is for general informational and educational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. By performing any of the exercises provided, you are doing so at your own risk. Fidelity will not be responsible or liable for any injury or harm you sustain as a result of the use of any information or content in this podcast. April, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm excited to be here today. Great. So welcome back to our show again. So for our viewers who are meeting you for the first time, how did you get into your practice and start Zen and Tonic? Yeah, that's a great question. It kind of brings you back to this actual topic. It was all because of my own digestive issues. Um, I'm very passionate with digestion, so I'm very excited for the series. And that's because that's how, you know, this journey in my life started. I actually had a lot of digestive issues. Um, doctors diagnosed me with that term IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, really, they didn't know what the underlying issue was. And I kind of made that my goal to, you know, deep dive into my own wellness and figure out um, through nutrition and through natural measures. And I wanted to share that with the community and really help others with their digestive struggles. That's awesome. That's great. So as I mentioned at the beginning, we're chatting about mindful eating for optimal digestion. And I know for myself, when I teach yoga, I always remind my students to be mindful in their movements, mindful in their breath, and to always be present. So what does this mean when we eat? Yeah. And the same thing with, you know, being mindful in yoga, it's being present, it's being grounded, right? So when we're eating our meals, when we're eating our snacks or food, you should be sitting, you should be present, you should be, you know, tasting each bite, feeling each chew in your mouth, really enjoying that, Use, utilizing those senses, right? That's why we were given those. Um, in this day and age, we're so accustomed to all these stressors in our lives and movement and rushing to the next thing that oftentimes we don't just take that time to sit down and really enjoy this basic necessity of food and nutrition that we really need, right? So mindful eating means being present, eating distraction-free, no phone, no computer, um, and really focusing on that food that we're blessed to eat. Yeah, I completely agree. And I know I'm guilty of those things, having a phone, having a computer in front of me. It's a very important topic. So we want to gauge the participants on the line. We're going to be running a few polls and you're going to see them pop up shortly. And we want you to input your answers. You can also input it in the chat as well. So the first question is, how long does it take you to eat? Five to 10 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, or 30 minutes and up? So take a few moments, input your answers. Um, I'll go first and I'll share my answer. I think for myself, it takes me about 10 to 20 minutes. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's bad. I have a four-year-old son, so eating is very quick and rushy for me. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's short. 
Yeah, and a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people on the line, they probably don't know how long it actually takes them to eat. A lot of people are like probably thinking, oh my gosh, I've never actually realized this. Because a lot of times if we're not present and we're not grounded, we're actually don't even know. Sometimes it takes longer than 30 minutes because we're taking a bite every 10 minutes, right? Or other times, like you said, you have a four-year-old and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to eat before I have to rush over to help this little one or jump on a call or something. Yeah, I'm looking at the results. 10 to 20 minutes is uh, is uh, the popular one. <laughs> it's rising. Right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like viewers on the line are, are pretty mindful of eating, right? So I would say generally for a meal, we want to be eating between 15 to 20 minutes. That's enough time for us to actually chew our food, to digest our food. Um, a lot of times if we're eating less than 15 minutes, that's not enough time. That's going to cause that indigestion. That's rushing. That's not chewing enough. Uh, the actually the first uh, step in digestion is in our mouth. We create saliva. And in there, there's a very important enzymes to start breaking down our food. So if we're not chewing enough and we're not taking long enough time to eat, we're oftentimes going to get that indigestion. And that's mainly from not chewing enough. That's a really good point. Okay, we're going to run our next one. Our next poll is, do you drink with your meals? Yes or no? Great question. And just going back to that last question too, um, if you guys are not sure how long you eat or you are those people who eat, you know, between five to 10 minutes, set an alarm, set an alarm on your watch, on your phone, um, and either time yourself or set that timer and making sure you're taking that full a lot of time. That's a really good, really good goal for viewers. I know for myself, I like to have water always with me. I don't necessarily drink it all the time, but Majority is yes, I do have I do have a drink with with my meals. Seventy one percent. Oh, it's going up. Seventy one percent say they're drinking with meals. Yes, drinking with meals. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so do you drink with meals? I want to ask you, Jesse. Do you drink with meals because of habit? Because you're thirsty? Because you think it helps the digestion? Why do you think you always have that glass of water with you? All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Okay. That's interesting. So for a lot of people, we're told to drink water with a meal. A lot of the people were told that it's actually good for digestion. Um, but the number one reason we drink with meals is because we're not chewing enough and we're eating too quickly, right? Mm -hmm. Water kind of looks like saliva, doesn't it? Yeah. So if our body knows that there's water there and we're not chewing enough, it's going to be like, oh, I'm pretty lazy right now. I'm not creating enough saliva because I'm not chewing enough. So instead, I'm going to go and grab a glass of water to mimic that saliva to help wash my food down. Okay? So if you're thirsty with meals or you're drinking with meals, that's probably telling you that you're not chewing enough or you're eating too quickly. So slow down, be mindful. You know, you, I'm pretty sure most moms told us to chew each bite full or mouthful 20 to 30 times, right? Mm -hmm. That's correct. We should be, right? We want to be creating that saliva, right? The other thing too is to be very conscious, and we'll talk more about this next show, so stay tuned, guys. But water is very alkaline, okay? Saliva and stomach acid is very acidic. It's acidic to break down our foods. Okay, water is not acidic. It's not going to help us break down our foods. It's not going to help us digest our foods. And it's actually going to lead towards indigestion, lead towards heartburn, um, acid reflux, etc. So that's another reason to put the water away. And if you have to change that habit, just take small, tiny little sips versus, you know, chugging that whole cup of water or drinking large amounts with your meals. Interesting. 
Okay. We have a big question here in um, from one of our viewers. So they were saying that I think it depends on the meal though and portion size. So can you comment a bit on eating habits in terms of recommending healthy snacks over three larger meals? Also, what's your suggestion around portion size? Should breakfast or lunch be our largest meal? What about eating dinner late in the evening? How much does this influence digestion? We can we can get into that later if you want to answer that now, but I think that's very good questions. <laughs> ah, that's a great question. I think like whoever the viewer is, you have to come to all three sessions of our happy belly because we'll answer all those questions. Um, yeah. Can I answer all those questions right now? I can't promise you. Um, but in terms of portion control, that's so important. And when I'm working with clients and we, you know, we make positive changes to their portion control, that's going to completely support their digestion. If we're eating too much, that's going to put a strain on our gut and that's going to cause fermentation because we don't have enough stomach acids or enzymes to break it down. So that can cause GERD, cause that heartburn, cause that bloating for sure. Um, so if you want like a simple kind of technique to kind of answer that question is, you know, make a habit of not going back for seconds, right? A lot of us, we make a lot of food and it's very easy to go back for seconds and have you no know, second portion, but we don't realize that we're full until about 30 minutes after eating our food. So if we're spending five to 10 minutes eating and we're scarfing down our food or we're eating in front of our computer and not being mindful, our body is not going to tell us that we're satiated and that, and that we're full until later. So we're going to go up for that second portion, eat a second portion, and then feel, oh my gosh, I'm so full without realizing that that first portion was enough. So slowing down, taking that 20 to 30 minutes to eat will help with that portion control. So always one serving of food, wait 20 minutes, at least 30 minutes to get a second portion. Also another really important thing for portion control, plates these days are gorgeous, but oh my gosh, they're getting too big. So if you also find that that one portion is too big, go choose a plate that's a bit smaller in that household. Or the other thing too, is these new gorgeous plates have really big rims. Instead of filling that plate to the outer rim, Pull it to the inner rim. That's where we should actually be controlling our plate till, right? So I don't know everyone's plates look like. That's also other strategies that I work with with clients, okay? And then I think the last kind of part of that question was about which meal should be the biggest meal of the day. Generally, I would say lunch. Um, we really don't want to be eating two to three hours before we sleep. We're either digesting or, you know, stressing or we're sleeping and resting and detoxifying. And when we sleep, that's when we're detoxing. That's when we're healing. That's when we're resting and rejuvenating. We don't want to be digesting during that time, right? So we don't want to have the biggest meal at that time of day because we really want to be focusing on that. Yeah, that's a great point. So let's continue our discussion. So we're going to have run another poll now. Where do you eat lunch? Do you eat lunch in the car, in front of the computer or TV, at the kitchen table, away from work, or do you skip lunch? I'm a mix. I'm a mix of either in front of the computer, quick, quick, because I'm super busy, and at the kitchen table with my family, more on, more on the weekend. So I'm a mix of, of those two. <laughs> Right. And how do you feel when you eat in front of the computer versus eating with your family and being away from those, you know, quote unquote stressors or rushing? Yeah, completely different for sure. When I'm it's it's coming back to being mindful, being present with family and eating and eating slower 
Whereas in front of a computer, you're rushing, you're eating quickly because you just want to finish that task and go on to the next thing. So, and do you feel differently after you eat? Like, can you tell if you feel more lethargic or you feel more bloated or heavy? Have you noticed any difference? More bloated for sure. When I'm sitting in front of a computer. Yeah. And we're going to go into why. Very mm. interesting. 62% right now at the kitchen table away from work. Wow. Audience. Wow. We're really proud of this between like the time and where we're eating. That's amazing. Wow. Look at that. And no one eats in the car. No one's skipping lunch. Okay. That's amazing. So this is one of the first goals I work with clients actually is a lot of people, especially with this new work from home environment, because it's so easy to go to the kitchen, grab our meal and come back to our work desk. And oftentimes it's a smaller space. We're just continuing our workday right through, but making the time to step away from those distractions and go eat mindfully away from the work um, at the kitchen table. A, it's gonna make us you know, more mindful of where we're eating. B, it's gonna make us slow down, actually chew our food, be present. And also we're probably gonna choose a lot more supportive and nutritious choices because we're making the time versus needing a quick fix to satisfy that between meetings or that stress that we're getting at work. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Okay. Last poll. Do you feel bloated after meals for myself? No, I, I don't. Good. So that says that you're probably eating mindfully. You have good eating practices and it's also showing that you have a healthy gut. 80% no 83. So that's going up. Majority of people do not feel bloated after meals. Okay. Wow. This group has like a good digestion. That's very good. Um, some of the main reasons why we do feel bloated after meals, number one, food sensitivity, right? So oftentimes I find that we're eating foods that aren't sitting well with our gut. So we could be sensitive to that, which we're going to touch upon next episode, which is very exciting. Another big thing is that we're eating too quickly, right? So our body doesn't have enough time. We're not chewing the foods. Our food is going into our stomach undigested, which is causing fermentation and gas. Um, so we're getting that bloated. And another thing, too, is that we're eating stressed, okay, which we're going to talk about um, in one of those later questions today. But if we're stressed out and we're in that fight or flight mode, think of it as a tiger chasing you as you're running down the street trying to eat a salad. So tr imagine that you're running and you have a big bowl of greens and a fork and you're trying to eat. That's probably not going to go well, is it? <laughs> no. Definitely not, right? So stress is really going to reduce those stomach acids, reduce the productions of those stomach enzymes, and then we're not digesting our food. It's going to get, you know, go through our gut undigested, create that fermentation, create that gas. We have a, another question from our audience. Uh, what, what is a good rest time to use between a meal and a workout at the gym? Oh, great question. I would always suggest doing your workouts before you eat. Okay, so um, if, you, if you're having like, you know, your workout, have it before you have breakfast, have it before that lunch hour. Um, it's really important to do your workouts before 6 p.m. Working out is also stressful in the body. So I'd always suggest, you know, never work out after dinner. That should be time where you're mindful, you're resting, you're relaxing, you're getting ready for bed. Your, you know, serotonin sleep hormones are increasing. Um, but I generally say 60 minutes. Um, anything quicker than that, you want something like a piece of fruit or, you know, something, you know, simple carbs, easy to digest. So you're not getting any, any belly upset and it's not sitting in your digestion system. That's good to know. Okay. We're going to switch gears here. So what are some non-negotiables 
when we eat. Okay. Well, let me ask you, what are your non-negotiables? To be honest, I, I don't really have any, but I know for me, breakfast, I cannot skip. Breakfast is like the most important meal of the day for me. It sets the tone for the rest of my day. So a non-negotiable I would say is breakfast itself. And I need to have a morning coffee, one cup of coffee a day. Lovely. So you have some good habits set in stone. I like that. Um, breakfast for me, again, non-negotiable. I usually do my biggest workout in the morning. So I definitely want to feel my body. Um, I want to provide it with that protein, that fiber. So that's really great. And that's a really great goal to have. Um, when you're having breakfast, are you sitting? Are you in the car? What are you doing when you're having your breakfast? Sitting for sure. Sitting. Good. So that's a non-negotiable for me, right? If I am eating, a non-negotiable is I'm sitting. I'm not walking. I'm not driving. I am focused. Um, if you are, you know, stressed, don't eat. That's non-negotiable for me. If I know that I'm rushing into meeting, if I'm rushing to something I'm nervous about, or I don't know if I'm going to have enough time to eat and I'm scarfing down my meal, I always tell my clients, if you're stressed, don't even bother eating. Wait to eat. That's going to put a lot more strain in your gut and a lot more inflammation. And it's probably going to do more of a disservice than actually eating that food. You are what you eat. Yeah. We're all, we are what we eat and absorb, right? So it's eat, absorb. They're both so important, right? More importantly than eat, if you're not absorbing what you're eating, there's no point in eating. Okay, so non-negotiable. Step away from that work. Make sure you're relaxed before you eat. I always try to whew, take a big, deep breath into my belly, right? Look, Think of the, that Buddha belly, that happy belly. Okay, yeah. that's so important. Um, and last but not least, I think really taking that 15 to 20 minutes. And again, if viewers on the line don't know how long it takes them to eat, that's that timer. Okay. It's really helpful. Do it for a week, do it for seven days, and then you can create that habit and it'll just be kind of a natural flow. Yeah. I love that idea about setting the timer. I know when we were chatting about taking those breaks throughout the day, the stretching breaks, putting it in your calendar, same thing with your meals, adding those, um, little trackers in your calendar, um, for to have a proper lunch as well that you can step away from your computer. Yeah, it's so important. Just make one goal, focus on it, put that one goal into practice, and then the next week move on to something else. Don't overwhelm yourself with too many goals. For sure. Um, so April, can you share three key mindful eating practices? Ah, for sure. Um, so I would say the first one is digital detox. Okay. I think this is so important because I think we're so, so enmeshed with all of our devices, that's really hard to step away. Regardless of that's, you know, before bed or waking up in the morning. So making mealtime, that sacred digital detox time, I think is so, so important. Phones, computer, they all have stress on them, right? So we really want to remove as much stress as possible so that we can really focus on that digestion. Okay, so digital detox. Um, again, Timing yourself, set that timer for 20 minutes, step away. So, so important. Um, I think that's definitely a key. Um, and the next next thing I would say is being present. Take that water away, okay? Really focus on chewing that food, breaking it down, um, and getting rid of that water to focus on that stomach acid and those really great digestive enzymes. I love that. No, that's, that's great. Um, and then speaking about hydration, how does that come into play with eating? Like, should we also take a mindful approach with liquids as well? Yeah. So I know, you know, I kind of mentioned that whole water and, you know, the reason between, you know, water is alkaline, right? Stomach acid is very, very acidic. 
So if you add water to that really acidic stomach acid, it's going to dilute it. And we don't want to do that. That means that if we fill our stomach with a glass of water, the ability to digest the food is going to drop drastically. And that's going to, again, cause that fermentation in that gut, cause foods that are undigested to go into our colon, adding inflammation, leading to constipation, leading to gas, leading to bloating, which you really don't want. Okay. And the other big thing that leads to that bloating and that reduction of stomach acid is stress. Okay. And that's why that's such a non-negotiable to be mindful and to step away from those electronics and digital detox is because stress is even worse than water. Okay. Water is just a small thing. If we add stress into the mix and we eat stressed, oh my gosh, our body is like digestion. You can wait. You're going to go way off to this side and we're focused on that tiger and that stressor that's running after us which means that that stomach acid, those enzymes, everything that supports our digestion is gone. And that stress is that is all we care about. And that's because our body has been created to focus as a basic necessity on safety, survival, right? So we're either in fight or flight or we're in, sorry, rest and digest. Okay. So again, that's why it's really important, especially, you know, how you practice in yoga I think you, I think breathing is really important for you, right? So that's something, again, if we're feeling stressed, we're feeling worked up, we're feeling tense, and we're going to go eat, our digestion down here is going to be tight like this because we're already stressed, right? Oh my gosh, I've that next meeting, blah, blah, blah. So again, before lunch, a really key thing, actually going back to those mindful habits is roll your shoulders back, right? Take that big, big, deep breath into your belly, just like that Buddha belly, and relax. Maybe that's something you can help viewers with. Yes, I completely agree. The breathing is a huge factor, for sure. We have a question from our audience about temperature. So temperature in our liquids. Um, What about hot water with a slice of lemon? And I'll also add that. What about temperature in our foods as well? That is a great Yeah. So in terms of water, our body hates cold water. So something really bad for digestion is cold water because that means that our body has to really focus and take energy to warm that liquid up before it can get digested because that can also lead to indigestion. Um, so always having room temperature or hot water is very important. Okay, so that's something. Um, and we'll talk about hydration hydration a bit more and key principles to hydration next episode. But something you touched upon, which we'll do kind of as a digestion elixir, is that lemon water. Lemon water is acidic. It's actually very good for digestion. It's actually something, you know, have, you know, half a cup of lemon to start the day. Something so lovely to support digestion, you know, um, kind of set precedent um, to encourage that stomach acid, encourage those stomach enzymes. Um, in terms of temperature for food, eating, if you have a very sensitive gut and you find you get really uh, bloated after really anything you eat, that's probably a sign that you have low stomach acids. So if you eat a fully cooked diet, that's really helping with digestion. It's almost pre-digesting your foods before you eat them, right? So having a fully cooked warm meal is going to be a lot easier to digest than saying a big raw salad, which we all think is really healthy, but someone with a really suppressed gut or lowered, um, you know, stomach acids, they're going to really appreciate that steamed vegetable or that roasted vegetable. Great. No, that's a good point. Before I ask you our last question, I want to, um, 
give a shout out to one of our viewers on the line. They um, wrote a great comment. So I have a completed a mindful eating course and I'm currently putting what I've learned into practice. You have given me even more helpful tips to consider and put into practice. Perfect timing for this series. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I'm so happy that you put into practice. And I think, especially with my clients, that's the hardest thing to do. A lot of these things can be overwhelming. Oh my gosh, you want me to spend 20 minutes of my day and put that towards eating? I don't even have, you know, two minutes to go to the washroom and you want me to put 20 minutes to eating. So oftentimes the hardest thing to do is to make the time. Yeah. And to support that, it's understanding that you make a simple change like that and it's going to help you for the rest of your life. The rise of colon cancer and Crohn's and all these digestive issues are really on the rise. And I really think an under, with the top underlying issue, at least I've seen this with clients, the number one, you know, issue is stress and our inability to be mindful and our inability to detach from those stressors to really support our digestion. And I think understanding that is really important to encourage those small, tiny baby steps, like not drinking water with meals or stepping away to encourage the health of our digestive system. We only have one digestive system. We don't want to lose it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So one final question. What is one key takeaway you can give to our viewers as we start a new week? Ooh, that's a hard one. But I think a really good key takeaway, and I think I really want to hone uh, this one statement is uh, we all know the saying, you are what you eat, but I really want viewers to take away the fact that you are what you eat and absorb. And that absorption piece is the most important piece. So in order to absorb our nutrients, we have to be mindful. We have to chew our food. But I want viewers, next time you go and sit down, maybe after this call, you're going to go have lunch. You know, I want viewers to sit down and understand I'm eating this, but I am, am I absorbing this? Is my body getting all these great minerals and vitamins from this delicious food that I'm eating? That's a really good point. Well, thank you so much, April, for joining us. And we're going to be having part two and part three of our Happy Belly series in September, where we'll be chatting about um, gut health and food sensitivities. So you don't want to miss that. So thank you so much. Thank you, April. And we'll see you next time. Bye. See you soon. Thank you for practicing with us today. Be sure to subscribe to Fidelity's Invested in Wellness podcast on your podcast platform of choice. If you'd like to follow for more, tune in to the Invested in Wellness webcast on Mondays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Register now on fidelity.ca.